Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everyone listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over 15 years, and every single week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That's what we do every single week without fail. We never miss a week. And before you say anything, let me tell you this. I went to this event last night. It's function, family function. I'm going to talk about later in the show. Mm-hmm. And my cousin Roxanne comes up to me and she goes, are you still going to do the podcast tomorrow at 9 a.m.? And I go, yes. And she goes, wow. And I go, we catch up every week. And she laughed. And I was like, I don't know why she laughed. No, this is a very serious business, Mike Lawson. We have to catch up every single week without fail. Uh, never miss a week. 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, right here at Mixer.com slash Afterthought Media. Yeah. If you're not listening live, you're missing out on our after breakfast tea. Sure are. So what's going on, Joey? How are you? What's what's well? New? I feel like you brought up two or three great topics. Everyone should know the pre-show consists of me or Mike going like, "Oh, did you? Oh, well, let's just talk about this in the show." Yeah, <laughs> you it's like were? a good three or four minutes of us starting stories <laughs> that we don't finish. Well, you and remember, we won't, and Joey, we won't hit half of them right now. We won't even go back to half of them. Well, I'm kind of light on the story, so if you want to bring bring up those topics right now, you can. Well, we're, well, we were talking about Asian people, yeah. um, and I, there was there's a story that's kind of like getting a lot of attention. I was thinking about um, you've probably seen because you read a lot of news. This um, the a- Asian people at the workplace kind of getting confused as one another. Have you? No, picked up on I've never read the story. No, some reporter kind of like just as uh, has written about it, and then people are writing about her writing about it, and so it's kind of like be getting a little viral juice, and it yeah. basically. Sh- at the uh, some office, these two Asian guys kept getting called one another's name. Mm-hmm. So they created a board that said something like, "It's been X days since the last time that somebody's called us the other Asian's yeah. name." Uh-huh. And then the workplace made them take it down because <gasps> they said it made people feel uncomfortable. <laughs> oh God, people need to get over it. Yeah. Um, so that's, I, I don't know. But why, you know that was so, something that came up earlier in it's, our It's so funny that you're saying that. I see that my cousin Natalie's in the chat room. Yeah. And she was at this, this is a big a family event. Again, I'll talk to you about, you know, I do, you know how I do things chronologically, you mm-hmm. know? So uh, uh, we'll talk about this later in the, in the, in the show. But um, my other cousin, I have a cousin named Andrea. She's probably about 20, not 21, you know, if, if that. And she showed up with her boyfriend who's Asian. His name's Patrick. And there's, I meet them. They're not perfectly nice. You know, Patrick's perfectly nice. And uh, he, whatever. And so, you know, Natalie. Natalie, stop uh. listening because Natalie got mad at me yesterday. <laughs> Natalie got mad at me yesterday for bringing this up even. Okay. 
So Natalie turned it off for like two minutes. But Natalie's ex-boyfriend was this Asian guy named John. Okay? Very handsome fellow. Wait, she was mad that you brought this up in private, so you're like, I got an idea. <laughs> well, yeah, but no, but you'll hear why in a sec. She wasn't mad that I... She, she, she was just like, I don't want to think about my ex-boyfriend. Okay. And now you put now you put that worm in my brain where I'm thinking about him, which I can okay. totally relate to. I gotcha, didn't want to gotcha. think about Cameron, and people would be like, you know the, the Spanish word for shrimp is camarón? I'm like, you son of a bitch. Right? <laughs> so anyway... um, but I but this relates to the story. So I was like, "Oh, don't you think Patrick looks kind of like a, 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 a like a different version of John, like another version of John?" And she was like, "No." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "I wonder if I think all Asian people look alike." Hmm. And then I got in trouble for bringing up John's name. Well, this this like race story that I told you about is also she did some reporting on like. Um, because of the frequency of like white people in media and stuff, so like it becomes easier for us to kind of distinguish features because mm-hmm. we see them so more, so much more. Mm-hmm. And so, like, n- not to kind of like defend it, but like, there's at least an explanation for mm-hmm. kind of the shitty <laughs> behavior, you know. Well, I did go up to uh, Patrick during the party and say, uh, "Aren't you Randall Park from uh, Fresh Off the Boat?" And then he was like, no, I'm not. And it was mm. really awkward. <laughs> like this joke. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. Well, um, hey, I wanted to tell you. Was that one of your stories, by the way? No. Oh, good. Do you want to tell a story? <laughs> sure. You know this? You ever heard of this John Arts? Yes, sir. Okay. So, you know, I mean, you know, John Arts and I live relatively close to each other. Yeah. Okay. So I've been, and I've said this on the air. I think maybe during after breakfast. I've never actually done it during the show where I've been mean to get coffee with John Arts. Well, oh, I'm gonna tell you something, Mike Lawson. We had coffee over the week. Hooray! We got coffee. Yeah, it was a good time. It's so funny because he's so punctual and so mm-hmm. um, like on time. So like I made it a point to be really on time. So I showed up right at ten. He was already sitting outside the Starbucks. Of course. Yeah. 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 Like. If you if you remember back to when mm-hmm. I met him for the very first time, mm-hmm. there was like a weird mix up where I didn't know he was coming, mm-hmm. and he was like at my door. Remember something like that? And oh, I'm, yeah. I'm like, I'm just like walking up, and he's like standing in front of my house. <laughs> what did you guys let? Did you guys let him hanging out, or did you say bye? No, we totally hung out. Mm-hmm. Um, we like went to downtown Berkeley, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> my memory is not what it should be. Tell me about it. So anyway, we stand in line, we get coffee, you know, we sit down. But then I forgot that I wanted... So the guy who helped us was this really, I would say cutish, cutish, twinkish, not really twinky, not really cute, but like enough for Joe Joe to be interested, right? Starbucks employee. And I was like, whatever. And he was like one of the guys who's overly friendly. You can tell by him at at the front. Yeah. And so, but whatever, get our coffee, sit down. But I forgot I had wanted a donut. One of those Starbucks donuts was catching my eye, you know? Mm-hmm. So after a few minutes of talking, I told John, I say, listen, I'm going to, because I didn't want to flirt with him in front of John, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. But, but that's I, that's I, why no, you wanted the donut. No, I really mm-hmm. wanted the donut. I just totally forgot mm-hmm. to get it. <clears throat> so I go back in line, right? Now, at this uh-huh. point, there's no line, right? No line whatsoever. So I just walk right up. And he's like, hey, how can I help you? And I go, yeah, I just want one of them donuts. 
And then he goes, oh, okay. And I guess while he's getting it, he asks me, uh, how are you doing? You, you and that other guy just got here. I go, yeah. He goes, what are you guys up to today? I go, hanging out. And he goes, what else? Do you, uh, what do you got going on for the rest of the day? Ugh. And then I go, I don't know. You know, I'm just going to mind my own business. Yeah, I'm going to be doing it. But then I decide to turn it right back on him. Right? Yeah. And I go, yeah. what do you got going on the rest of the day? And he goes, no one ever asks me that. He goes, hmm, well, I guess I'm working here, and then I'm going to go to the gym. And I go, oh, okay, great. And he's still, like, fussing with the donut. I don't know what's in, what on the donut. So then I go, uh, I go, you ask that question to everybody, right? He goes, yeah. I go, uh, uh, I go, what's the weirdest answer you've ever gotten, right? And then he goes, hmm, no, let me think about that. And he yeah. actually does that thing like you do on TV shows where you look up. You know, uh-huh, and uh-huh. then my. By the way, Mike. By this point, a giant line <laughs> has formed behind me, and he's literally holding my donut in oh a bag God. in his hand. Yeah, yeah. And I'm waiting to pay. And he goes, "Hmm. Well, there was this woman who came in here the day her son died." Oh my what? God! I'm like, what? And she goes, "Yeah, her son died in the morning in a car accident, so she came in to get some coffee." Joey, and then you're like, okay, see ya. Yeah. Like, how do you get out of this? I Well, he got out of himself, because then they go, he goes, or maybe it was the woman whose semi-truck blew up on the freeway, so she walked over here, but she still had, like, marks all over her. She was waiting for some friend to pick her up. And I was like, what? And he goes, or it could be. And I was like, oh, God. And then you just see the line of, and he hasn't even rung. It's not like he's waiting for my card to process. None of that started yet. He's literally holding the donut in his hand and thinking out loud. And I'm feeling so uncomfortable and so embarrassed. But I don't want to be like, okay, come on, buddy. I have a friend waiting for me, and uh, the people are waiting. But finally, he just did it. And I was just like, ugh. (laughs) If you weren't cute, I would have been so angry. But he was cute enough for me not to be angry. There was a... Uh, incident I had where I went into a Circle K when I lived in oh. Phoenix. <laughs> I was going somewhere else. Okay, and um, uh, like I get super anxious with like line anxiety, like people behind me kind of like judging me. So like what mm-hmm. you just described, total anxiety moment, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so um, I'm standing in line. The Circle K guy is the normal. They're just like a typical Circle K guy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, how you doing? Oh, no. I said, how's your day going or something like that? And he said, do you want the uh, real answer or the answer I give everybody? Like total kind of like asshole game. Like Mm -hmm. you could tell he was kind of like a gamer, Mm -hmm. probably smokes a vape. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I think he had bangs kind of like covering his one of his eyes. And he's like, do you want the answer I tell everybody or uh, the real answer? And so... (laughs) I don't know what made me say it, but I was like, the real answer. Like, oh, that's no. Why I asked. Oh, God. Joey, he basically, I forget his exact words. There was actually a what some would call lies about this. He, What's um, that? which is, it's an, it's a really good storytelling podcast I used to do. Can I still uh, get that it? That all my friends listen to. All my friends listen to it. Oh, is that the one where you would ask friends to make episodes for you and then you would do them and then I never release them? Nope. Um, so the, isn't there one uh, that I did actually, you did release the one about, um, the guy who <laughs> my grandma adopted and I didn't know that we were talking to each other in Grinder. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. And there was an, there was, there was, no, there was one that never got released. Not because it was bad. You, it was going to be I one. Quit. Yeah. I think you quit. And it was going to be one where, 
we I think the concept was you and I were both gonna, each going to tell a story about the maybe the same event and we had to tell which one yes. was the truth and a lie or something. Oh, I don't remember the okay, topic, yeah. but yeah. it was we recorded you recorded part of something and then yeah. I never I ended up quitting before I put I like put it together. <laughs> yeah, okay, go ahead. Um, so, anyways, I had a what's I'm gonna call eyes about this. So, um, so I'm in the Circle K. He says, "What? Which do you want to hear?" And then I say the real answer, Joey. He basically told me he was suicidal, <gasps> and he was like, "I'm just like one, you know, give me one, one more reason, and I'm I'm done with this, <gasps> something like that." And I'm like, um, "Change." <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, what do you even do? And a line was forming behind me, just like your story. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, Hi, goodbye. Mm-hmm. And then, like, do, do you reach out again? I don't know. I hope he's I still know. alive. I didn't do anything. I pussied out. Wow. People uh, get mad when you say that. You know what's so funny is, I don't know why what your story did. Because now that I know what the end of your story is, it reminds me of this. But I don't know why. Something earlier click this memory last week after the episode last week i went and hung out with friend of the show jean paul yeah which by the way i update on many of the stories that i've told in here i i you know every time i see him now i go like what's going on with you know evil john and he goes oh he's like things are better i go oh what happened it's just did you just get over it and he goes no you know much to (laughs) much to evil john i have to give evil john this he found a clear glass bathtub that will fit in our apartment. That's so, so weird. Well, what he okay? Remember, he wanted a standalone tub. He basically found one that that the sides are clear glass. Okay. And yeah, I don't know. And it had, but I was like, okay, I don't know. Whatever. Who? who what? I'm, I still don't know. I've asked, and John John Paul doesn't have an answer. But like, why would you think someone would want a clear glass bathtub? I don't know. But also, like, he doesn't just want a clear glass bathtub. After being told no, he's like, no, I'm going to get this clear glass oh, bathtub. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, it's not something that he just kind of can give up on. Mm-hmm. That's weird. That's yeah. the weird part to me. Yeah. So, anyway, the other thing, too, is John Paul, John Paul and I even have, John Paul and I think are, like, weirdly, like, soulmates, kind of. Mm-hmm. Because... First of all, we have almost nearly identical opinions about movies and TV shows and theaters and that we see, right? So mm-hmm. I, I generally trust John Paul's judgment. But also, like, John Paul's been having the same sort of weird, I don't even know if to call it insomnia, but where, like, I've been going to bed, I fall asleep very easily, and then, like, at two or three in the morning, I wake up and I'm up for, like, an hour, and then I go back to sleep, right? And he's been having the same thing. He wants to sleep through the night, as do I. Yeah. And during that time, you both look up at the stars and think of each other. Mm-hmm. And there's a montage where you're yeah. like, somewhere And John Paul's in a clear glass bathtub. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. The- and my mom's playing the electric guitar. Anyway, um, so the point is that, um, so what he has turned, I've been thinking about going to, I was doing Tylenol PM, and that works like a fucking charm. Right. Well, my doctor was like, mm, maybe try melatonin, which I've never tried. Yeah. Have you done this melatonin? Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. I, feel, and, I feel like there's a butt coming, though. Mm, I gave up on it. Melatonin, I, it became a crutch for me where, like, I was taking it 
regardless of if I thought I needed it. And then if I didn't have it, I started getting anxiety that I wasn't going to sleep. And then that kept me up. And it was like, is the anxiety the problem or is it the actual not having the melatonin? And, Mm -hmm. you know, I just have, I don't think I'm like an addictive person, but that, that one kind of caught me. I got weird feelings about it. So I stopped. So I'm gonna, I think I'm, he invited me to go to Melatonin, right? But I've been in, which I I totally support because oh, like okay. it was good for me, way better than like taking Nyqua every night, like you're mm-hmm. doing. <laughs> yeah. So, but John Paul's turned to the ganja, you know, the weed, and mm-hmm. and so he was starting to eat, like so. <laughs> does he eat it or does he smoke? Okay, it? so he had been doing edibles, okay, mm-hmm. but he decided he wanted to try smoking it, right? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> um, he gets in the car last week. Sorry, I have to clear my throat. I didn't want to do that on the air. It's gross. So, I'm not Lori Roggenkamp. So, he didn't want to do it in the car. I mean, sorry, he gets in the car and he... Um, That's debatable, by the way. <laughs> yeah. He hands me, like, a, a, a vial. Okay. Right? Like a test tube. And I go, what is this? And looking at there's a total joint in there. He goes, they gave me this extra joint here. And I'm like, oh. Living the teenage dream. I know. So then I go, oh, <laughs> thanks. Right? Uh-huh. So he gives it to me. Then he called me last week. Okay. First of all, for like a month, he's been talking about how he wants to buy this disposable vape. Right? And mm-hmm. you get like, I want to say like 100 or 200 hits off of it. Yeah. yeah I've like, done those. Yeah. 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 And he goes, I mean, oh, because I'm thinking about getting it, but I don't know if I want it. And I blah, blah, blah. I think, all right, whatever. On and on going on about this vape, right? He called me during the week. Hey, and we're just talking. And he goes, hey, really quickly, I bought that vape pen. That's 200 hits. I go, okay. He goes, but I took like two hits off of it, and I just started coughing, and I couldn't stop. So mm-hmm. now I don't want it. So I'm going to give it to you. Oh wow, Joey! And I was like, "Whoa!" I was like, I'm, I don't even smoke weed that much. I'm getting all these like <laughs> these weed gifts, uh-huh. you know. So uh, I don't know when that I'm getting that vape. <laughs> I told John Paul, "Give it, a, give it a few more tries." I think you're just not right. used to doing it. I think you'll be fine. I go, "I'm not in a big need for a vape pen." Look, I'll take it if you give it to me, but it's not like I'm dying. I just have, I already have a vial, a test tube of joints, you know, in my car. <laughs> I don't know what I need. So those are my two stories combined that you reminded me about. Thank you for helping me extend that little story I had. What's going on with you, Mike Lawson? Um, I wanted to tell you, I actually have um, kind of two updates on two stories. Yeah. <clears throat> so I wanted to update you on the – so uh, last week I told you about the San Francisco Chronicle article. Oh, yeah. Th- that came out that had my photo in it and a couple of lines about – um, my story. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I since then I have been not like bombarded, but I have been receiving quite a few messages. It certainly increased the number of messages I've received from people that are in need of insulin or supplies, or people that are in need of kind of like ex- getting rid of some uh, surplus mm-hmm. of insulin or supplies. So I've been trying to kind of connect people and stuff, and I've even. Um, I showed you a photo of like a mountain of supplies that arrived at my house the other day. And that the mountain of supplies I showed you, that was from, it was like maybe three people, Mm -hmm. but it was like really one person and then two small uh, shipments from one person. And that 
person who sent me that huge mountain also has an equal amount of insulin, she said. So that's coming in a separate she's gonna like overnight me that this weekend I should be like cold and stuff like that right yeah 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 yeah. so like the non-perishable stuff was that and Mm -hmm. i still have a ton of insulin coming so um what do you mean what are you gonna i mean because you have health insurance right right yeah so i'm not i'm not keeping any of it for myself there's like well there's some there's a couple of things that i'm like paying cash for Mm -hmm. that i'm gonna kind of hold on to in this i got there was this i i could nerd out about diabetes stuff but there's one kind of device that's like 50 bucks that i really wanted but also like really didn't want to spend 50 bucks on cut to you call me next week and you're like, i bought i don't like it i'm gonna send it to you I'm like what <laughs> no it was <laughs> it was in this um supplies that i got so i don't have to buy one there was a brand new one so mm-hmm. um that's cool um, now here's the question so that- are there non i see you going on about this on uh, your private conversations on social media, and uh-huh. but are there nonprofits where like you could donate your excess insulin or diabetes products, and then they distribute it to people who need them? Kind of. So there's like, ugh, it's tricky because you you're liable if somebody's injecting bad drugs into themselves, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. And so not there's not a lot of good support for that. There is one organization called Insulin for no. Uh, um why am i blanking right now uh there is one organization that i could hook anyone up with if they want to sub- donate directly to a, a nonprofit and get a tax write-off mm-hmm. that takes uh insulin and then they re- uh, respond to natural disasters oh. so they're like on the ground right after like a hurricane hit then like make sure people who rely on insulin have insulin mm-hmm. uh, so they'll take stuff they'll even take expired stuff i believe oh really and kind of yeah they'll figure out if they can use it or not mm-hmm um, would you because you know like you know when medicine expires I don't know how many people know this or not but it doesn't mean that the drug is automatically bad it just right. means that's the, the half life of that drug and so after that date around then is when it starts to slowly decrease in its potency same with insulin yeah okay so like if, if something's expired like a, by a few days you'll still use it yeah usually but it's just so tricky to like it's not a precise science to uh, test your blood sugar because that's inaccurate. Your meter's yeah. inaccurate. And then dosing insulin, that's inaccurate. Oh. Your absorption rate, that's inaccurate. My stress oh. levels can make my absorption change. That's inaccurate. And then mm-hmm. so to add on to it, inaccurate insulin, mm-hmm. you know, I, I wouldn't want to do it, but I would have if, to. Yeah. If it was yeah. that or death, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would make my choice. Uh, um, so that's one update. What was the oh? So, um, you may remember uh, a story I told about getting mugged. Does that mm-hmm. ring a bell? Yeah. <laughs> so I was mugged. Uh, they took my bag, and when they took my bag, it's like taking me a while to kind of realize, like, oh shit, that was in my bag. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I had a checked out library book. Oh, that from the San Francisco Public Library. Mm-hmm. Uh, I checked out a couple days before. I hadn't even started reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's the thing, Joey. It was a book that, uh, and I've been doing this a lot. I'll like hear a story on NPR or whatever mm-hmm. about uh, a new book or you know mm-hmm. some topic, and I'll mm-hmm. just go to the public library's website, and I'm treating it almost like Amazon. I find yeah. a book, I put it on hold. 
and then they just pull it from the shelf and put it on the hold shelf. So then I just go pick it up yeah. uh, on my lunch break. Uh-huh. Super convenient, really good. So this book that I checked out, I don't even remember the title and I kind of, I'm not even clear what it was about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hadn't even started reading it, but I remember it was like something, it was related to some article I, um, or some story I heard on NPR. So it was in my bag, got stolen. I am a rule follower. I have rarely even turned a book in late mm-hmm. to the library. Yeah. So I went into the library, talked to the information desk. And I'm like, look, I got mugged. I don't know. What do I do? They had a book. They took a book. I, what, what's next? I, I uh, Wait, before you pause, I have a hope of where the story is going, but I'll let you finish. It's not going where you're guessing. I'm certain of it. <laughs> um, you should write it on a paper and then you can hold it up to your forehead like Johnny Carson later. Okay. Um, so I go to the information desk and I'm like, I've never lost a book before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never even turned a book in late rarely. So what do I do? How do I pay for this? How do I kind of clear this Mm -hmm. and she's like well did you file a police report and i'm like yes but and and no i said yes and then she's like and you mentioned the book and i was like oh my god maybe but probably not i don't know i don't you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i filled the police report that like my hands were still shaking yeah so i don't remember but then also like i don't think i i'm not certain i even remembered that the book was in the bag at that time it took me a while to kind of get there. Anyway. Yeah. I, I don't know what's in my – I have a couple of book bags. I couldn't tell you what's in them. Yeah. And, like, you probably remember a couple of things, and yeah. then maybe tomorrow you'll remember three different things, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, maybe, but maybe not. You know, can you tell me how to proceed in both in both ways? Mm-hmm. Uh, and she is like, well, let's see. Let me look into your account. And she kind of, like – clicks her thing uh took my library card Mm -hmm. and she was like um it says here that you have zero books checked out this is exactly where i thought i was going yes go on you're a liar no i swear to god go ahead and so i'm like well i certainly checked it out and she's like well it doesn't it says that you have nothing and i'm like okay and like tiptoeing backwards out of the library like if that's what you say so mm-hmm. I just left, and I guess I have no books checked out. I actually feel like in a couple of weeks it's going to, like, mysteriously appear on my account yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause, I, I want to believe that they returned your books for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's that would I be believe. actually – I didn't even think of that as a oh, possibility. Oh, that's what I was th- – that was what I was thinking, that they returned the book. Joe, No. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if the if the muggers returned the book for you? Joe, I didn't even think about that, but really? look at this. Yeah. No, I did it did not even cross my mind, but look at this. So I log into the public library's website mm-hmm. and I'm like, where I want to see if there's like a checkout history or something. Yeah. Because I want to know about like I want to see that this book mm-hmm. was either checked out or I want to see my checkout history that yeah. doesn't have the book on it. So um it the San Francisco Public Library's website is an antiquated system, mm-hmm. and there's basically like a classic catalog, and then the like up to date library catalog, and you yeah. have to choose which side you're going to log into for different features. Mm-hmm. It's really just fucked, and 
I figured out how to see it, but when you go there, you basically have to turn that feature on. Okay. And once it's turned on, that's when it starts recording your checkouts. So I turned it on, you know, yesterday, but it doesn't show me any checkouts before yesterday. So I have no checkout history to kind of like even put it up against. I would love to see if it was returned and what date. I Do you think know. I should go to the I should I ask to the, them? Next time you go to the library, ask them. I'm sure they have it in front of them. Yeah, they they have to be able to see that, right? Yeah, I want to believe that they returned it. All right. Well, anyway, Mike, you know, no, you know that what? just seems Joey. So I live in Oakland. I was robbed mm-hmm. in Oakland. Yeah. And you think they went to San Francisco to? They like basically took my commute into okay, work. Wait, hold on, like, hold on. Quick question. Is yeah. there a, a like? Is it the do do they same do they share the same library system? Oakland, San Francisco. They don't share the l- same library system, no. But I can imagine that possibly a book dropped in an Oakland slot would get brought to San Francisco and vice versa. Don't you think somehow? I would imagine, yeah. Like they're not those systems aren't hard to kind of like, and I imagine people speak to one another uh-huh. <laughs> between the you know these two large. Mm-hmm systems that are also close together yeah you you know what somebody in the chat um we don't reference the chat a lot during this but this is a theory that i think is actually pretty valid too maybe they like dumped the bag and then somebody found the book and returned it oh follow like they didn't want the book so they tossed Mm -hmm. it and then like a pedestrian is like uh public library book i'm just gonna return this because i'm a good person you know what it could be too some sort of nerdy bookworm was after you on the hold list, found out who you were. <laughs> and the whole time he just wanted this book, he read it. And This is it like back. a Monk episode. Yeah. Do you ever watch Monk? <laughs> no, I never watched Monk. Was, was Monk like that? Well, he was like a detective and it was always like, we can't figure out why this mugger would like repeatedly mug the same guy. Yeah. And then it's like, ah, they have the same reading schedule or something stupid oh, like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, if anyone writes a movie based on me getting mugged, uh, I think you should give me credit for that because I think that's a pretty solid mystery, like detective plot. All right, here we go. And- From the mountains to the sea oh. to all of California, this is the Catching Up News Report. Mike Lawson, a racist proposal at an East L.A. high school is part of a gross trend. In late April, a James A. Garfield High School senior asked a fellow student to prom using a poster that read, Do you want to be like an N-word and hang at prom? And featured a drawing of a tree with a figure hanging from it. The promposal, a proposal but for prom, you get it, was filmed in a meeting room at the East L.A. school and video was subsequently posted to social media. Okay, then they talked about this isn't the only case, by the way. Um, the offensive promposal in East LA is one of many to make news recently. Earlier today, Fox News reported that a student at an Ohio school referenced black people picking cotton in their promposal sign. On April 1st, a similar sign made by a student at Issaquah High School in Washington began circulating in social media, same in Arizona and Texas. Mike Lawson, first of all, my question for you, what are your thoughts on these promposals? I look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so here's here's my thought. Mm-hmm. I think they're stupid. Yeah. I think they're a waste of time and a waste of energy. Uh-huh. And that could be spent in so many better places. Uh-huh. That's my opinion. 
However, yeah. <laughs> I also realized that I'm an old man and there are, there are young people doing what young people do in the way that they want to do it. And whatever. <laughs> it doesn't hurt me. So do your stupid promposal. Just don't be a racist asshole when you do it. And don't cause traffic. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I am so against these promposals. Let me tell you. Last year at this time, I was uh, teaching a class at uh, Paramount High School, right? <laughs> One day, this girl comes in. Now, now, they have a rule. They can't miss any classes. Mike, she's covered. She's, like, in tears, like, just, like, like sobbing uncontrollably coming right before the class. And she goes, mister, I can't come to class today. Something really bad happened. And then, just, like, ran away. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, my goodness, right? I was like, okay, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you go to go. I, I I literally thought a family member died, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm talking to the kids, and, and and they're like, "Where's um, whatever her name? I don't know what her name is." And I go, "Oh, I think something happened to her. She seemed really upset today." And they're like, "Oh no, uh, <clears throat> that I'll tell you the genesis of this in a second. Uh, she didn't get the her boyfriend or the guy she like didn't give her the promposal." And so she was really upset, right? And I was like, like go ahead. Is this is the story she's upset because she didn't get proposed or he asked someone else or something? Or it's no. just he asked in a normal way? I don't yeah, I never got to it. I, I never got to it. She showed up to the next class fine. But then it started there was a there was something going okay. There was an there was a big proposal that triggered all this shit, right? Which I found out about that was basically one guy had all his friends form like um <clears throat> Is they called like a gauntlet or something? Yeah. With roses and covered the floor. This is at the school in rose petals. And the girls, the girl walked through the gauntlet and he was at the end, like on one knee to ask her to prom. Okay. Ugh. Ugh. Disgusting, right? So then I'm like, ugh, right? Because this, and I think uh, someone I know who works at the school tipped me off that that particular proposal may have been why that other girl was pissed, you know, crying. And then I had two girls in uh, the class, right? And I can't remember how I found out about this, right? I can't remember how I found out about this. Uh, oh, I know what I never. They never told me anything. They were in class. Then this Armando calls me, right? We've had very few like all in out fights, like all, all you know, all drag out fight kind of thing, right? He calls me. And he goes, hey, listen, uh, uh, this these two girls, they're not going to be at class on Wednesday. And I go, why? What? Why are you calling me and why are you telling me this? And he goes, uh, yeah, yeah, they're going to help me with my proposal to Carla. Yeah. And I told them that I, they told me, and they told me that they couldn't miss class. And I said, oh, I'll take care of it. <laughs> and I go, no, they have to be there. If they're not there, they're going to get kicked out of the class. He got so angry because he wanted them to go to Disneyland and help. Uh, he was going to take the girlfriend at Disneyland to do the promposal at Disneyland. He was so mad at me for a couple. Fuck that shit. Fuck promposals affecting an SAT class, an ACT class, so that they could help do this thing. And and it all started because this stupid fucking guy did the gauntlet with the rose petals, and now Armando had to top him. You know, and do it at Disneyland, and then this other girl's crying because she didn't get that promposal. Ugh. Yeah, I I don't like it. 
I don't like anything about it, but I also don't care enough to like tell a kid to stop doing it. You know, <laughs> do it. Just do it. Look, I don't know. I don't know. Why? It's just, I don't know. All right. What do you got going on? Oh, the racist oh, part. I, uh, what, what? I'll just say my usual thing when these things happen. I know kids don't have that part of the brain. I don't know if it's the hypothalamus or whatever. I, I don't know things, right? Yeah. And that doesn't, consequences don't actually develop until 25 years old or so around there, right? Mm-hmm. Took me to like 35, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I got it yet at all. But the point is, why after everything you see online, how is it that you still think posting this shit on social media? First of all, you shouldn't do it. But then yeah. let, you do this and you're like, I'm going to put this on Instagram. This Nothing nothing ever bad has ever happened from social media. Uh, Thank you. Go ahead. Well, have you seen the one where the the uh, the dude's driving and or maybe she's driving and he set up signs and the signs. It's not apparent from the signs as they're progressing that it's from him yeah. to her. Mm-hmm. And she starts being really critical of promposals. <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen this one. Yeah, yeah. how stupid it is. Yeah. And then. Uh, she starts to slowly realize in an excruciating slowly pl- slow pace that it's actually from him to her. Yeah. <laughs> um, Joey, hey, for the past five weeks, someone's been shooting and injuring cats in an Oakland neighborhood with a pellet gun, officials say. One cat was even euthanized because of the extent of its injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I have... I'm very conflicted about this. Okay. <laughs> and I'll start with this. Yeah. I will know I don't I'm not gonna hurt animals. Sure. I just also don't like cats. And I don't think like a pelican is the way to do it, but you do kind of have to like be a dick to them. Like there's a cat in our backyard and mm-hmm. if he see like if I walk into the backyard, he runs because he, I don't want him near He's me. Smart. I'm allergic to him. Oh. Yeah. And so I do I don't bark exactly. But I make noise and I make sure he knows I don't like him around me. And mm-hmm. then now we have a relationship where he doesn't come around me. Mm-hmm. So I get, I understand where this guy doing this probably is coming from, but I think he's taking it out uh, incorrectly. That's all I wanted to say. What do you think? You know, here's the thing I would never have a pet. It has nothing to do that I hate animals or anything like that. It's just that I like to be able to go places whenever I want to. I don't want to worry about them. You yeah. Know, I started an herb garden. <laughs> oh, my God. My herb garden is so elaborate now, right? Mm-hmm. And that's already too much response. I'm, I'm doing very, very well. But the thought of even having a living, because a plant can go, of you know, especially the plants, the herb. Herbs are very hardy. Right. You know? So if I go away for the weekend, they're going to be fine. Amen. Yeah, I get yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but animals, it's just the responsibility just bugs me. I could, I could, it would be, it would just be too stressful, right? Here's the thing, though. Like you could talk me into it, and I could do it for a month, but then I don't want to do it for a month. Yeah, and they, they live for like twenty years. You know, yeah, you know, like yeah, this, yeah. this Lori Roggenkamp, for instance, here's a good example. This Lori Roggenkamp is deathly allergic to cats, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's actually starting to affect her relationship because her girlfriend has a cat. You know, they've been dating oh, yeah. for a year, but she's had the cat for like three years or something. You know, and they can't move in together, and they both are in a situation where they want to move in together, and 
it's like the girlfriend is in this weird Sophie's choice of what is she going to, you know, about the cat or Lori, you know? Yeah. And and then because it's not even like oh well the cat will live another two years no the cat's gonna be alive for another like fifteen years yeah you know and so um, but on that said I do I do there's nothing I love more than watching cat and puppy videos yeah. they make me so happy sweet Michael all sweet Michael has two dogs and a cat mm-hmm. and he constantly sends me like videos of the cats and dogs playing with each other and nothing makes me happier i love watching videos of them like an uncle i like being a pet uncle you know where like oh thanks for the video and then i just go home i like them too i so i'm really allergic to cats and i'm even so with Lori's situation i've even and people have like laughed at this before but i don't think it's funny this is serious Mm -hmm. i have like not gone on a second date with someone because i learn on the first that they have a cat yeah and i mean if if the first date was like absolutely perfect that wouldn't be the case right Mm -hmm. but if you're not perfect and you have a cat why (laughs) so what would you would you fire a potato gun at the cats no 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 i serial animal abuse is like a, a sign of like a psychopath which i'm not i swear i'm not despite any theme song you've heard I and so I I'm all I was saying was like I understand if like the cats are in your space or something you're doing that but if you're like in your neighborhood hunting cats mm-hmm. then you're you're a creep right mm-hmm. yes hmm. I um, agree because but I don't know I'm just, I'm just worried about you and the and the Mike remember when you insulted birds oh my god yeah hate mail we lost f- people who no longer listen to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I re- and, and y- you know what? You just saying that could ignite the flames of this. This is a very, there are still kind of like smoldering flame um, e- embers under this like pile of ashes. So be careful, please. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but Joey, I also want to tell you, I tore my apartment up or my bedroom looking for, I have, Two protein uh, shakers, right? Mm-hmm, sure. I your left drove, hand and your right hand. So I dr- tore this place up looking for my second one because it didn't make sense that I would be missing one. I don't kick them under the bed. I don't. Uh-huh. I'm not a dirty person, right? Uh huh. Um, and then I remembered that it was in the bag that they stole. <laughs> oh, so that happened too. Um, it's, I'm slowly, they also, there was a pair of eyeglasses in there that I didn't realize right away. What the fuck are you, are you carrying, like, what is it in your book? But uh, gosh, I, I wish they wouldn't have mugged it. I would kill now to see what, there's a, there's a lot, if I, they must have gone through this book bag and been like, this is the saddest person ever. No wonder they returned the library book. They're like, he has two protein shakers, eyeglasses, brand new tennis shoes. Huh? They only got one of the protein oh, okay. shakers, but yeah. And then they're like, eyeglass. It, it's like, they're like, who the fuck is this person? <laughs> this weird pellet gun. <laughs> yeah, a, a weird pellet gun. It says, no, no, I no. hate it. And it has a picture of Elf on it. <laughs> didn't Elf hate cats? He ate them. He Uh-oh. didn't hate them. Oh. He actually loved them oh, okay. in his belly. Um, That's so funny. I, um... I mean, I have a large, it's a large gym bag. So, like, there is, it, there's a lot of room in there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. 
Anyway, what's going on next week? No, I have another story. Oh, my God. What's going on last week? (laughs) Good point. Yeah. It was my grandma's 90th birthday party yesterday. My grandma turned 90. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Insane. When we started the show, she was only like 85. Weird, Um, right? I know. Time flies. And, uh, you know, so there was this big... I'll be honest with you. I'm exhausted today, but I'm not exhausted about... You know, we, I didn't go crazy at this party or anything like that. It's just, I feel like I was very tense about this party because my parents were so tense about the party. Like, okay. you know, so my grandma made, when she was in her more productive younger days, these cookies called biscochos, right? Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I'm the only person left who knows how to make these cookies, right? So in getting ready for the party, my cousin Roxanne, she my grand my cousin Roxanne organized. She was the big organizer of the party. And by the way, everyone out there, she deserves big props for a very nice party that she threw yesterday, right? Great. But she asked me like a month ago, maybe over a month ago, to make these bizcochos, right? Which is not terribly difficult to do. That's all I had to do. And I had that was like the the that's the thing they want because that's what my grandma used to make. That's what she used to make was these bizcochos. Okay. So I wasn't that stressed, but my mom was so stressed about so my this is very Betty Batants. What can I do to help? What can I do to help? Like, Roxanne was constantly like, There's, you know, honestly, we don't really need that much. But she was like, What can I do to help? What can I do to help? I want to help. Let me help. Let me help. So Roxanne's like, Well, you know, you can make these flowers and you know, lemon bars, and you know, my mom's like, Okay. And then now the week before the party. Oh my God, I have to make these flowers. I'm so stressed. And I have to make these lemon bars. And then I go, because the biscochos don't require um, that much work. I was like, I can make the lemon bars. I make pretty mean lemon bar. And she goes, no. They specifically asked me to make the lemon bars because they want my lemon bars. You know, you know, that was my mom kept fucking bugging. She, she thinks she's famous for her lemon bars. I was just like, okay, whatever. Right, because you know what, Celosatina, Betty Batanz, jealous. She decided that you know I'm making the bizcochos. She knew because here's the deal with the bizcochos, Mike. Because I'm googling this, by the way, I don't know what a bizcocho is. Okay, because let me tell you this: it has four ingredients, right? Flour, salt, sugar, lard. Okay, it's all it is. But they're okay. like strangely addictive and and delicious because your body craves all those things: fat, sugar, salt, yeast. You know, and there's no yeast yeah, in it. Totally, but, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, anyway, so my, um, but, but, but because my grandma made these for every large event and can't make them anymore, everybody there, like they're not just eating food, they're eating their memories, they're eating their childhood. Does that make sense? So people will, I mean, it happened yesterday, I knew it was going to happen, it happens every time I make them. They come up to me with like tears in their eyes, like because it, it's not the because it, i my, my food is so good they're crying it's bringing that back something from their childhood sure. you know and it's 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 something that they don't get to have that much anymore because my grandma can't make them anymore because mm-hmm. they were omnipresent they would be at every event and now they just don't are they're not there anymore so i knew my mom knew that she's seen this happen before so she had to make something she wanted everyone i think she wanted everyone to cry over her lemon bars <laughs> what's funny is my mom could have totally gotten the attention she wanted but I stopped it because, you know, Stephanie, who usually is in the chat room, but I don't see her right now because she's probably resting from this party. But a big listener, she tell, the first thing she tells me yesterday, I, I said something smart-assy to her. And she goes, hey, 
don't talk to a Patreon supporter like that. <laughs> so she supports me. So so Stephanie, Roxanne, they're big fans of catching up. Okay. Okay. And um so Stephanie, you know, huge fan has gotten her girlfriend now turned on to catching up. Oh, hi, girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, Marlum. Hey there. Yeah. So I'm talking to Stephanie Marlum, and Marlum goes, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Betty is here in the building. <laughs> and I was like, uh-huh. And I wasn't, catch- I wasn't catching on to what she was saying at first. I didn't think that of this either. Yeah. Yeah. And she goes. I am such a big Betty fan. I can't believe I'm like in the same <laughs> building as her. And she goes, I want to like kind of go up to her and say, oh, because they loved. I, I know I did this on a story. I did this on like maybe a, two or three months ago. I told the story and catching up. Remember when um, I couldn't find like a body pillow or something in my room? And my mom messed my bed up because yeah. she was fr- so upset. And then she goes, what are you going to do? Hit me? <laughs> right? I told that story recently on RuPaul's Drag Race recap or some other, no, the T or something like that. Some, one of the million shows that I have, right? Mm-hmm. And so they just heard that and they were like, I love that quote. I love that. She said, what are you going to do? Hit me? She goes, I kind of want to go up to her and say, what are you going to do? Hit me? I go, and I said, there, I go, Marlon, I know you want to do this. One, she won't understand what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. But two, she knows I talk about her on the podcast, but she doesn't really know to what extent. And I kind of want to keep it that way because then she'll be like, she doesn't, they don't, my parents don't really understand the podcast. They don't right. understand it. They don't get it. Okay. And so I think my mom would be really weirded out by that. Ignorance is bliss here. Yeah. I go, I'll introduce you to her. She goes, I've met her before, but not before. But like, I guess that she met her before she started listening to the podcast. And now yeah. since the podcast, she's become a big Betty Batant stan. Oh, oh yeah. by the way, ugh, people would have loved this. So my mom, again, my mom wanted to put in some kind of show, right? So my, so the, there was, it was a no kids party. Okay. Except for like direct descendants of my grandma. So my nieces were there, but there aren't really any other kids my niece's age there, you know? Yeah. Uh, and by the way, Roxanne and Stephanie, because Lamont Cranton mentioned the fancy sizzler, they live by the fancy sizzler and they were confirming everyone that it's a fancy sizzler. Anyway, so, um, there were nobody, so they, they were bored, right? And so there was a DJ, but no one was dancing. Okay. And then like the DJ played something. From, do you do you remember? You may be, because I was young. I must have been like 11. So you would have been like five or six or, you know, whatever. The, uh, this There was this weird hit in like the late 80s um, with this horrible British DJs called Jive Bunny and the Master Mixers, right? No, no, And no, I have no. it right here. They took songs, right? Like famous songs, and they, they're now at every wedding. And oh yeah, I do remember this. Yes, yes. And it was like the biggest hit. Yeah, this was the this was the uh, baby I shark. Had a song that single. Yes, I yes. Know this song. Me too. Yeah. Yes. This was this was the baby shark of our generation. You know. Uh huh. So the DJ put this on, right? And I'm just like, whatever. Jive Bunny, the master mix. Why am I? <laughs> this is horrible, right? Uh-huh. And then you, like, you start with tapping your your Well, no, no. I'm facing the back of the auditorium, right? Uh Uh-huh. But everybody, like, I'm talking to people at the table. 
But I, f- I feel the energy. I uh-huh. feel the energy looking the other way. And I even see my brother, too. And I go, what are you guys all looking at? He goes, are you not looking at this? And I turn around. And my mom... Yes. The, the dance floor is clear. There's nobody there. It's my mom yes. and my two nieces Yes, dancing to this. I love it. God bless Betty Batans. <laughs> I go, oh my God, what is going on? It is the craziest thing I've ever seen. They're like... Like, but like a chore- like a choreographed dance, like they were in step, and my niece was just like, like, I'm trying to do like an impression right now, and I was like, what am I looking at? As if like it was a choreographed dance to this. Yeah, and everybody was just staring at it. And then the guy, and everybody- nothing wrong with this, Joe. Oh, I was so embarrassed. No, the here's what it is. Uh, you and I are kind of in the the middle of our lives, mm-hmm. but when you're at the either end of it, you don't give a fuck. And so your mom knew those kids wanted to dance, and so she's kind of helping them stay, you know, in their silliness. And your mom doesn't care. Oh, I you're giving my mom too much credit. I think she wanted to be like the everyone to go like, oh, what a rad grandma she is. She's so I, young and nimble and spry. Well, I I. Agree with you with the rad up to the rad grandma the part right like I think it is rad of her. Thank you, Betty, for be- continuing to be Betty. <laughs> I oh, like it. It was crazy. I don't know. Anyway, what's going on with you? Oh, you're done, right? What do you got going I'm on next done. week? I, that's my life. I have a few like creative projects on the works. This oh, this weekend. So after we uh, close up here, I'm going to I'll post the show, and then I'm turning all my shit off until um tuesday oh that's smart yeah i'm just not doing any social media stuff i just have to like get some stuff done mm-hmm. um and that's kind of my oh, dub. i was having coffee with this john arts right yeah yeah oh yeah. who by the way sent me a rogers and hammerstein box set oh we talked about uh, that yeah so yeah. maybe that's something i'll do i have carousel king and i oklahoma sound of music south pacific and state fair i think to listen to or to watch i don't know anyway he goes oh i got my latest issue of mike lawson's uh thing and I go, oh yeah which I go, is going super well i'm super i'm like i didn't get one a lot you didn't you're not a patreon supporter i got the first one because you, I gave you the first one for free with a letter that said, like, hey, here's the first one. If you want to sign up, here's the URL. All right. You thought you just get them all for yeah, free? Yeah, I figured, like, I just know you. Mm, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash Mr. Mike Lawson, Joe. Yeah. Well, oh, wait. Let me say that clearer. Patreon.com slash Mr. Mike Lawson. Dot, dot, dot. Joe, you could go there. I will. I almost supported you on Patreon because of this. And then I was like, wait a minute, he doesn't support me on Patreon. I'm not going to support him on Patreon. Well, yeah. I mean, if you had something that I wanted. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not a drag race person right now. I, oh. And anybody just, knows who listens, the, the, this T, this show, the T, big yeah. hit. Big hit. Uh, it's not all drag race. In fact, I haven't talked about, well, we'll talk about this on the after show. We'll talk about the after show. Okay. Um... What else? Anything else? What are you doing? Oh, yeah, next week. Um, oh, next Friday, I'm doing something. Why don't I have it on my schedule? 
Uh, I'm doing something next Friday. I'm doing something. Um, during the week, I'm just podcasting, 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 podcasting. Uh, then, uh, on, um, well, that don't happen after we record our next episode, so I'll just wait till then. Well, Mike. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice catching up with you. Go to hell, Mike. For listening to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash CU Podcast and on Twitter at CU Podcast. Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson. And follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail, they never miss a week.